0: Hey, guys, I'm Brad Livingston, lead pastor here at Transformation Church. I want to thank you for tuning in to our sermon today. At TC, we exist to see people transformed from who they are to who God wants them to be. So no matter where you are on your faith journey, I hope today's message inspires you to take one step closer to Christ. Good morning, TC. Let's give it for Jesus across this place. Come on. Man, we are excited you guys are here. So excited about what God is doing, and uh, we're jumping straight into uh, round our week two, sorry, of around five Sushi, Sex, and Subtitles. We've been doing this five years in a row. And I keep trying to change the name, and nobody will let me. Uh, and so uh, we, we are, we're excited. It's all about uh, relationships, marriage, communication. And so we're jumping into today. How many guys have ever been in a relationship before where you saw the red flags, you just didn't care? Come on, anybody? Like, they had that thing they did, and you're like, that's probably going to be a problem one day. But dang, she's fine, right? So... <laughs> Uh, and so I, I know that it has happened to everybody uh, before, and if not, whatever, uh, it happened. And so, but the reason I say all that, I remember I had a relationship I was in before I married my wife, Ashley, and, and uh, the the girl that I was dating at the time, uh, she, she did not like me to like go out and like hang out with friends, whatever. I played basketball a lot, especially back then when I was younger, uh, and it didn't hurt when I slept on the wrong pillow, you know, so... But I remember, like, it was one of those deals was like, hey, I'm thinking about going to play basketball tonight. Do you care? And she'd be like, no, if that's what you want to do. And I was like, you know, that's that moment when you're like, Ah, I'm definitely going to pay for this later. Uh, And so... But like, And what I realized over time was like, oh, there's some like real control issues here. Like, And so I realized that over time, but at the same time, it was like you kind of ignore the red flags. And it was so bad, actually, when me and my wife got married. That, it, the relationship did not work out with that girl. Uh, but I remember when me and Ashley got married, it was so bad that like I, I would, if I wanted to go play basketball, I would try to arrange play dates with her before I went to go play basketball just so I didn't have to deal with like, Y'all know I'm okay. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Every man in here knows what I'm talking about. All right, so I was—I would call my sister, which is like one of her best friends, and be like, "Hey, why don't y'all hang out? Hit her up. Don't tell her I called you though. Just kind of, you know." Uh, and so, finally, about six months in, she was like, "You do realize I'm fine, like." I, matter of fact, when you leave the house, sometimes it's better. Like, I don't need to be with anybody. And I was like, oh, okay, no, I didn't realize that. So, uh, But, man, we all have these red flags that people pop up with in life, and we, we're just kind of willing to ignore them. Matter of fact, I, I kind of phrased it as a question. I said, can, can your desire for connection, say connection, because we all have a desire for connection. Can your desire for connection cause you to only see what you want to see while missing what you need? So you're looking for a relationship, you're looking at people, and you're like, oh, man, I really want this. I really want that. I really want this. I really want that. And God's like, yeah, but what you really need is this. And you're like, ah, don't care about that very much. What I'm looking for is this over here. And I think it kind of works this way because what happens in our lives is I want you to picture that this this glass base right here is our lives. And what happens is when God comes into our life, He starts to fill us up. And so He adds in uh, the, the, the faith component to our lives. And so then He adds in church attendance and community. And so we start to get our life full. He adds in a prayer life. We have a connection to God. And matter of fact, so He just comes in, and whether it's faith, whether it's community, whether it's church attendance, serving, He comes in and He, he fills up our life to where we're full. And then we look at our life and we're like, man, everything important that we need is here now. We've got everything that we need. I mean, think about it for a second. If you had worship and Bible reading and all these individual components of your life, that when God brings them to you, your life is full. How many guys know when those things are in your life, anybody ever been so close to God, you almost didn't care about the rest, right? And that's what happens is you're living a full life. And so what happens when you're at this place is Then you, you get to the point to where you go, man, I think I want to start dating. And because I, you want to start dating, what you tend to do is you'll come in and you'll start adding it to your life. But because you've got all the right things in the right places, the things you're adding to your life fall into place around the priorities. And so what happens is you say, listen, I'm not giving up on my Bible reading. So if you, want to be, if you want to date me, you're going to have to find your place around my Bible reading. I'm not giving up on my community over here. So if you want to date me, you're going to have to exist in the small group world with me. I'm not giving up on my worship. So if you want to date me, you got to get around the worship complaint. I'm not giving up on my church attendance. Well, I'm not really religious. Well, first of all, next. But B... <laughs> Secondly, it should be like, listen, if, if me and you are either going to have a connection like that, you got to realize this is a priority in my life. So everything you bring to the table is secondary to the main thing. You guys with me today? But what happens when what we're looking for becomes affection? Well, guess what? Your affection has to work around your community. So, so what we tend to do is to say, man, I really want, I, I want affection. I want to be held. I want to be understood. I want someone to, to know me and be able to relate to me. Well, here's the deal. If you've got community and a relationship with God in your life, you stop looking for a person to fulfill it, and you start realizing how God wants to fulfill it. And he says, so what you're looking for truly when you want affection is you're looking for someone to love you unconditionally. Well, guess what? God does that right here. You don't need someone to do it when God is doing it. So when other people bring their affection, their affection has to work around God's affection. So when, when we come in and you say, you know what, what I really want is intimacy in my life. I, I want to be truly understood. I want to be nurtured. I want to be held. Well, that's good. But true intimacy has to happen around my values because my godly character is already here. So what I'm not going to do is let physical intimacy replace the emotional intimacy. So what I really need is to be understood, held to be embraced, well, guess what? That truly happens in relationships. It doesn't have to happen in physical intimacy. That means you're going to, so if someone comes in your life and and they're they're trying to pressure you to have sex before marriage, you say, no, no, no. My character of following God won't let me. So if you want to be intimate, you can only be intimate to the degree it fits around this part of my life. And so what happens is because the, the, because the ping pong balls, because the, the white balls in here are all the things that we have prioritized, everything else that God wants to add to our life, they got to fit in around what God has put in my life, not replace it. Now, the problem is, how many of guys know it don't always work this way? Anybody? Anybody ever? You're, maybe you started this way and you were like, well, I don't know if that's going to work. See, what tends to happen is we come in with a life and instead of doing it the way we just talked about, we come in and say, you know what, God? I just really need to be dating somebody. I need you to help me out. <laughs> I just, what, I, what, I, what I'm really looking for is someone that's gorgeous, praise God. Come on, ladies. He's got a six-pack. He's 6'3", six makes $600,000 a year. Come on. <laughs> praise God, right? Come on. But I need them to be affectionate. I'm looking for some affection. I need to be understood. So I want, I want, to want to be understood. Come on, fellas. But as long as she's drop dead gorgeous, come on, baby. <laughs> and but I want to make sure we're compatible too. I need, we need a compatibility. I'm looking for this in my life. And and you know what? I I, I want to be. I, we need to be intimate as well. They need to truly understand me and fill this part of my life. And and so now that they've done that, but but. Praise God, we'll take a little more looks. You know what I'm talking about? So. Now, the problem is, then we go to God and we say, God, fill my life. But there ain't much room left because you've made your relationships and what you're looking for out of a person all about how they can serve you and not how they can exist around what God wants to do in you. So so what, what we end up with is a life where we're getting, we're dating, and we're getting affection and we're getting intimacy, but yet we feel half empty, because all we're getting is the tiny grains of sand in our life that we feel like our fulfillment. But what they really are is just holding the space of where God actually wanted to be for us the whole time. And the pro- the greater problem with this is that what happens is when we do this in our personal life when we're looking at someone it actually becomes the pattern of the relationship we end up with so whatever you sacrifice i, I put it this way the sacrifices you make to have the person will be the sacrifices you make to keep the relationship so we, we could only be together if we slept together before we got married well guess what you're gonna have to do for the rest of your relationship is lay down your character because god calls us to a life of holiness as christians well, I, I just, you know, I, I just want someone that's ambitious. I don't care if they treat me well with kindness. I just want them to be successful. That's great. If that's what you're looking for in the person, then that's what you're going to end up with in the relationship. And what you, what you sacrifice for the person will be what you hold to in the relationship. Which is why not only when, when we date outside of God being our, our, the fullness that he can bring to us, when we date outside of it, the relationship ends up being half full, just like our life was half full. Because we don't have all the important things in our life. So I want to encourage you with something, because we're going to talk about dating today. But if you're married, I want you to know what we're going to talk about applies to us, too. Because if it works for dating, it means it's something we can always get better in in marriage. Right? But here's the thing I want you to understand. Don't trade the godly spouse you're praying for for a relationship now. So if you're in the dating scene, you're like, God, I just want you to send me a godly spouse. Send me a godly spouse. Send me a godly spouse. Listen, as you're praying for that, the wrong one will also show up. And so don't trade the godly, relation, the godly relationship you're praying for, the spouse that you're praying for. Don't trade that person. My God, I'm going to die up here. Don't trade that person <laughs> for a relationship now, right? Because listen, I want, I want you to help, help you understand something. All of us have been in a relationship before where it was like, I'd rather be single than in this. Yeah. Come on, help me out, right? Anybody ever got to that point, you're like, my God, this ain't worth it right? And I'm not talking about things got difficult. I'm talking about you became acutely aware this person is not for me. Listen, in a relationship that doesn't have God, you'll long for the singleness you once had. I'd rather be by myself than in a relationship that looks like this. And that's why we have to understand we got to prioritize the right things as we're dating. And that's what I want to talk to you about for the next few minutes today. We go to 2 Corinthians 6, 14. Paul speaks and he speaks to Christians and this is what he says. Do not be yoked together With unbelievers. In other words, if somebody doesn't have their own personal life that is full also with God, then they have no business dating you. You both have to be full of God before you can be with each other. And so if they're not a Christian, that's the first red flag that you should not ignore. Because they have different values and priorities and things they're wanting from you than what you're trying to bring to the table. Because, listen, Christians in marriage understand we're not here to receive from one another. We're here to serve one another. And if you're a Christian in a relationship and you're with someone that's not a Christian in a relationship, they exist for themselves and you exist for God. And you'll always be at conflict with one another. So he says, do not be yoked together with unbelievers for what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? So I want to help you out with a few things today about what you can be looking for in your dating. Now, again, even if you're married, I think this can apply to all of us. And the first thing I want you to understand is you've got to recognize the value of your virtue. You've got to recognize the value of your virtue. Your virtue is, is, is your essence. Your virtue is the, the thing that makes you special. The virtue is the value that God has placed in you. And there's value to that virtue. There's value to that sacredness. There's value to that thing that makes you who you are. There's value to who God made you. Listen, and you have to recognize the value of your virtue or you'll trade your virtue for something you want. And you got to recognize that there, there's value in who I am. There's value in how God made me, there's value in whom who I'm becoming and who God has designed me to be. And I'm not going to trade it for some temporary love right now. So we go to Second Corinthians 6. We keep going. 6 16. What agreement is there between the temple of God and idols? For we are, say we are, we are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will live with them and walk among them, and I will be their God, and they will be my people. Listen, God is with you. God is walking amongst us. God is, listen, he's, he's increasing your virtue. He's, he's making you valuable. And if you don't realize it, you'll sacrifice that for someone else. That's why, listen to me, when it comes to relationships, we need to pursue patterns, not potential. So listen, we, we, we've all done this before, like, oh, man, I know they got some things they're working on, but I, but I, I can make them better. Come on, anybody ever looked at someone here like, oh, they got potential. They could be, a, they, they could be great, and God sent me to help them get better. <laughs> I, know, I, I know they got that problem and that problem and that red flag and that red flag, but praise God, he brought me here to help bring them closer to him. No, honey, he didn't. God brings people to himself. He does not need a disaster of a relationship that will crush your heart, crush his peace, and everything in between so that you can feel like you're getting the potential out of somebody. We don't look at potential. We look at patterns because people always show you who they are. And if he can't love you and serve you, ladies, he's got no business being with you. I don't care how much potential he has. Brad, you don't understand. He's gorgeous. That's fine. He can be somebody else's gorgeous headache somewhere else. Right? You don't understand. He's rich. That's fine. All that money's going to burn with eternity. Like you, know, you need to be careful who you're trying to hook up with just so you can fulfill the temporary desires of your heart. But we got to look at patterns. It's like, oh, listen, Brad, I know he, he, he was in a disastrous relationship and then that, but, but you don't understand, his girlfriend lost her mind. Then I know he was in a disastrous marriage, but that ex-wife was, ooh. And then he was in another disastrous marriage, but that ex-wife, big problem. Then I know he was dating that other girl for a long time and they broke up, but she was so toxic. I'm sitting here going, hmm, <laughs> hmm. So he's the common denominator though, right? <laughs> yeah, but it was all their faults. Hmm. Maybe he's making them crazy. So maybe they all did have problems. Maybe he made them worse, and you're about to be number five. So what we got to do is we got to pay attention to patterns, not potential. Because people show you who they are, and they don't often change their stripes. Now, don't get me wrong. When God takes a hold of somebody's life, he can make someone brand new. But listen to me, God takes a hold of their life before you get involved in the potential. All <laughs> right? So, so because he has to go. that's why, listen, how many guys, because how many guys, anybody ever been like, I just want to follow my heart? You might, I just want to follow my heart. How about this? Any, have you ever like done something wrong and you tried to explain it to somebody who's like, if you just knew my heart, oh. like if you just knew me, I've had people like, just like completely throw shade at me, do something dirty. They're like, that wasn't me. I'm like, oh, that was, that was more you than you realize. If you just knew my heart, well, let's go to Jeremiah 17, 9, where it says the human heart is the most deceitful and desperately wicked. So listen, when we're talking about relationships, if you're going after what your heart wants, it'll always lead you down a wrong path. Which is why in relationships, you need to know what you should be looking for. You need to know what you should be looking for. And as I was processing this and I was getting some things together, uh, I started looking at what is it that men need the most out of relationships and what is it that women need the most out of relationships. And so I started dissecting this and I went to the Bible and I also went into some co- the psychology realm a little bit and I started trying to like pull apart. And, and there's lists on top of lists on top of lists, but we were able to boil them all down to two things. And so I just want to help you out with something. Men, if, you, if a woman is going to be right for you, she's got to have peace. Because listen, men, a woman who lacks peace is not ready for you. A woman who lacks peace is not ready for you. Men are built to be fighters and warriors. Now in 2023, ugh, all right, <laughs> more keyboard warriors than real ones, but whatever. But we're, we're built, we are built to be at war in our lives, whether it's striving for the next promotion, whether it's, Like the society and culture we live in, trying to resist evil and pursue righteousness. Like we live in a constant state of war. And listen to me, if you come home to war, men, because your wife doesn't know how to operate in peace, your relationship will be a disaster. Which is why you need to find a woman that understands peace. Because peace is the ultimate thing you need in your home. Because And and here's the deal. What often happens, and ladies, for the record, this isn't a dig at you. This is just what we can all recognize. Oftentimes, things that have happened to you are stirring up the storm within you, right? And so you come in, and you've got hurts, and you've got pains, and you've got struggles. But listen to me, just like we talked about last week, if you don't deal with those first, you will create trauma in your relationship. That's why, men, listen, you need to understand this. The storm within her will disrupt the peace within you. Because if she is an emotional cyclone, she will suck you into every vortex you've ever seen. And she will create so much drama in the home and in your relationship. And some of you are sitting there going, my God. <laughs> if you're sitting next to your spouse right now, don't move. Don't. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. Next week, my, my amazing wife's going to join me on the <laughs> platform. We're going to talk about marriage. So, uh, but it's important that we understand what, what God is doing here, we go to Proverbs 31, 11 through 12. Her husband, we're talking about women, her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. That's the type of relationship that we're cultivating. But here's the thing we have to understand. is If, if she doesn't have peace, she will create the emotional and relational chaos in your life that she has yet to deal with in hers. And so we have to understand, and women, this is an encouragement for you to recognize this in yourself. And men, this is an encouragement of what you need to be looking for if you're in the dating world. Is if she has yet to deal with her daddy issues, she will then impose those onto you to fix for her. And it's not your job to fix them. Now, when we get married, we are constantly working with each other. But what I'm saying is she could fix a lot of those before she says I do. And so what do we have to do? If she doesn't deal with these things in her life, she's going to bring that chaos. And in the moments you're looking for peace because you've been at war everywhere else in your life, you're going to come to your bride, you're going to come to your wife, and she's going to have one more war for you, not peace. And that's why you have to be very careful. Ladies, you have to grow in peace, and men, you have to be looking for peace. Now, men, don't get crazy yet because I'm coming your way in a second. But here's the thing you have to understand. Men, let me help you she cannot create a peace for you that she does not have. So she can't create peace if she doesn't have peace. So if you're in the dating world, men, if you're in the dating world right now, if she doesn't have peace, she'll never create it for you. So if she doesn't have peace, she's not ready yet for a serious relationship with you. And you will beat your head against the wall. You you will go crazy trying to help move this person because they have potential, but you gotta pay attention to patterns. So we have to be aware of that. That's why Proverbs 18, says, he who finds a wife finds what is good and receives favor from the Lord. So we, men, we need to be looking for peace in our relationships. Women, it's your turn. Because listen, women, a man who is not a protector is not ready for you. A man who is not a protector is ready for you is not ready for you now for the record i'm not necessarily talking about being a brazilian jiu-jitsu master <laughs> okay so i'm not i'm not saying you like hey listen you need to find uh, you know what i mean someone that's mastered mma you need to find you know what i mean as long as he's got at least 15 guns in the safe you're good you got you a protector that's not necessarily what i'm talking about although i'm in full support of both of those things all right so um but that's a different that's different <laughs> What I'm saying is it's not so much a protector of your physical body as much as you need a protector of your heart. You need someone that will protect your essence, not just your body. But they also need to protect your body. But listen, they need to protect your body from their desires more than they protect it from the public. Because oftentimes it's what we bring to the table that is worse, right? Listen, let me help you out with something. Because if he he has not mastered his temptation, if he has not taken his life and surrendered it to Christ, if he hasn't done those things, the problem is he'll let his desires be the driving motivator for your relationship. And listen, his weaknesses will affect your walk with God. Because he'll impose on you what he wants from you. And so we're not just talking about him being a physical protector, although I think that is necessary and important. I think men should be capable of protecting their, their spouses. I, I'm the protector of my home, right? So if, if it goes down, it's going down. You know what I mean? If we got to turn up, we're going to turn all the way. Uh, okay, so, but I say all that to say it's like we should be capable of those things. Well, listen, I guard, I protect my wife's heart far more than I protect her physical body. I protect her from harm in her psyche far more than I protect her from someone that may break into our house. And we have to be protectors of the lady's heart. So so fellas, hear me for a second. Men, if you're a husband or or if you're a young man you're looking at dating, you need to realize that every woman is a value and a virtue to be protected, not someone to please your desires. And if you're not ready to be the protector of their heart and their virtue, you're not ready to have them. And ladies, if he can't do that, Kick him to the curb, but that's what we need to be cultivating. Because here's the thing you need to understand: his inability to protect and guard your heart will cause him to disrespect your body and damage your soul. If he can't guard your heart, he'll disrespect your body and he'll damage your soul. I remember there was a young lady I went on a date with. Before, obviously, before me and my wife got married. <laughs> For clarification's sake, uh, me and my wife were uh, not together, and so I, I was dating. And it was like the second date we would ever gone on, and uh, we were still at like what the we were still at the, like what's your last name phase of the like, like, you know. So we were we weren't even sure compatibility. We just had the movies. I remember uh, 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 a guy came to her and like started kind of hitting on her. Not inappropriate, not aggressive. Just like hey, I think you're really beautiful. Like, you know, could I could we you know could I get your number? Or, like that whole thing. Uh, and she looked at me. With that, like, you need to do something about this look. And I was like, first of all, you are not mine. (laughs) Secondly, that's a compliment. Thank you, brother. She is very good. Look, I'm glad she's here with me. All right, so, but (laughs) I she was like, she was looking for me to, like, destroy this guy. Like, all out brawl in the lobby of AMC. And I was like, I don't know that we're there yet. Like, I don't know if I'm getting arrested for you just yet. You know what I'm saying? Like, because if I fight, I'm going to win. I might cheat, but I'm gonna win. All right, so like, (laughs) but we have to realize oftentimes I think we think of protecting as those situations, but what we fail to realize is oftentimes protecting is more about her soul than it is about her body. 1 Corinthians 6 19 through 20, we start seeing what God is wanting for us, for, for ladies and for men, but just for Christians in relationships. He says, Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you? whom you have received from God. So, so listen, your body is literally the place that the Holy Spirit indwells. So we need, to be, we need to be careful what we subject our body to if the Holy Spirit dwells within us. You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. So let me just help you with this, ladies. He won't properly, vow, or he won't properly protect what he doesn't value. And if, he, if he's, if he's going to even be on your radar, he needs to be someone that sees God in you as much as he sees you. And so we have to realize what God is doing. Ephesians five thirty three says, however, each one of you also must love his wife as he loves himself. And the wife must respect her husband. And we're going to jump into marriage in the weeks to come. But we see that we're supposed to sacrifice for one another. Proverbs 31, 10, an excellent wife who can find for her worth is far above jewels ladies what you bring into a relationship is more valuable than any gold any jewel any ruby the bible says your presence in a home can can solve the wars in a man's heart so don't sell out for some guy that can't appreciate or protect that virtue of who you are because you deserve it And so for all of you that are dating, whether you're a man or whether you're a woman in here, I'm here to tell you, you need to know what you should be looking for in the relationship. Because I want to give you the last thing before we get ready to shut down for today. But what God has for you is better than anyone else can give you. What God has for you is better than anyone else can give you. No one else can give you what God wants to give you. No one else can nurture you. No one else can take care of you. No one else can can protect you. No one else can bring peace to you like the way God wants to do that. I'm here to tell you, we need to recognize that our life needs to be connected to God far more than we need to start filling it with the things we want in our lives. We go to Romans 1 through two, Paul is writing again. He says, and so dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living, and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. And I think this is very interesting because I wanna pause for a second on that word worship. Because I think far too many of us are tempted to walk in and and proclaim a worship with our mouths that we don't walk out with our bodies. Like in the dating room, if you're dating, if if you're single, if you're dating in here, listen to me for a second. I think we have to truly assess when we lift up hands in worship, but we were putting our hands on people Friday night. I think we need to be careful when we open our mouth to sing when we were opening our bed to someone we're not married to. Listen, God was very specific about how marriage was supposed to look between a man and a wife and sex is supposed to exist within that confront. And when we come in, we're like, God, I love you. And God's saying, but your life doesn't show that. He's saying truly acceptable worship looks like this. Present your bodies as a sacrifice. Well, God, I just don't know if I can, I don't know if I can wrangle that in. I've got these feelings I need to do. Well, then you need to hone that in. You need to put parameters in your life. You need to get full of what he wants for you and let the intimacy be around your values, not replacing it. But he keeps on going. Because he wants us to see something. Don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. So listen, I know the world says, follow your feelings. I know the world says, just do whatever you want, live however you want to want, be whoever you want want. want to be, all those things. But listen to me. That's why when we come to Christ, he has to give us a new mind. That's why when we come to Christ, he has to make us brand new because it's not about how we want to live. It's not about the feelings that we have. It's about taking the feelings and taking everything about our life and saying, all right, what does God want for me? I know I feel this way. What does God want? I know this is what I'm passionate about. What does God want? I really want some affection. What does God want? And we're surrendering that. Like Paul says in Romans 12, and this is what he says. By changing the way you think. Look at the last part. Then you will learn to know what God's will for you is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. So listen, if you're, if you're married here today, let me just go ahead and help you. The peace and protector thing is so important. But so is this. And it's not too late to get things in the right order. But for those of you that are single you're dating right now, this is a priority. But you need to know what you're looking for. But you also need to realize this. You need, matter of fact, i put it this way. How do you walk this out tomorrow? Commit now to the spouse you want to have. Commit now to the spouse you want to have. So think it's. Stop for a second and pull your desires back for a moment. So, ladies, I, I know we're jokingly, but, like, take away the six-three six pack with $600,000 thing for just a second. Like, Just dial that in for a moment. All right? What do you truly want your spouse to have? If you have a relationship with God, you should want him to have a relationship with God. If, if you have a prayer life, you should want him to have a prayer life. If you're passionate about worship, you, you should want him to be passionate about worship. If, you, if you're in Christian community and relationships, you should want someone that is also in Christian community and relationships. Here's one. If you want a spouse that is pure, shouldn't you be a spouse that is pure? Commit now to living the life that you need to live So that you're ready for the spouse you want to have. Because what if you met the spouse you want to have tomorrow, but you're not the version of you that they want to have. That's why we got to commit to who God's called us to be. And let our relationships be a testimony of God's goodness in our life, but also the life that we're sacrificing to be with him. And if we all did it, if we we did this in our relationships, our relationships would actually be a testimony of God's goodness in our life. It would be a testimony of a group of people who have surrendered completely to God. I said it like this. Imagine how much your testimony would impact others around you. If you were completely, say completely, if you were completely faithful to your spouse, you've yet to even marry. What if you became faithful to your spouse that you've yet to even marry? You were having conversations like, yeah, I'm not doing that because the spouse that I've yet to marry deserves better than that. That's not the life, that's not the life I'm going to live because the person that God has for me deserves a person that's better than that. I'm not going to walk down that road. That's why for those of you in the dating world, commit to the spouse you haven't even met yet. Or maybe you've met them, but you're not married to them. So that the day you say, I do, both of you are walking into a relationship, giving to each other all of the life that god has for you to give and now you've got a healthy marriage to start with and i can guarantee you some married folks in this room would agree we all wish we had started a little bit healthier than we did can i get an amen on that so let's do it and let's encourage the next generation to do it better all right let me pray for you father we thank you and we love you we're so grateful that your grace and your mercy makes up for all the areas that we are inadequate in our lives. God, you have called us to a life of holiness and righteousness. And so God, I pray right now that you help us see that we can we can actually become the person that our future spouse needs to be for those who are dating or single. And so God, I pray for those people that are in that area of their life. God, you would help them see what they need to value, to value their own virtue and value the virtue others, God, that you would help us see what we need to be looking for and you would also help us realize, Lord, that you can do more for us than any other person could do for us. So God, I pray that you help us in that and we thank you for it. God, help us in our relationships. Help us be who you've called us to be in Jesus' name. If you're here today, church, and you say, Brad, I want to know God. I know sin separated me from God, but I want to know him. Today, if that's you, you say, I'm not a Christian, but I need to be. I, I, I don't just want to have values. I want to have Christ. I, I want to have Jesus be the Lord of my life. If that's you, I want to invite you to pray this prayer with me. Because the good news of the gospel is even though sin separated us from God, when Jesus died on the cross, he paid for our sins so that we could be close to God. And today, if you're ready for that forgiveness and you want to walk in that, I want to invite you to pray this prayer with me. And the whole church will pray with you so you're not praying by yourself. Say, dear Jesus. Forgive me. Forgive me my sin. Forgive me my wrongs. I believe in you. I believe you died for me. So I give you my life. Make me brand new. Give me a fresh start. And I'll follow you forever. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. TC, let's give it up for all those that prayed that today. We celebrate with you. Awesome. Thank you so much for listening today. To make sure you never miss a message, be sure to subscribe to our channel. It would also mean so much to us if you would leave us a review. If you want to connect with us on Instagram or Facebook, just search at Transformation Pensacola. More information about our church or to contact us, feel free to go to mytc.life. mytc.life is also where you can partner with us financially, and we would love it if you would consider doing just that, as your financial support is a key factor in helping our content channels grow. So I want to invite you to join us next time for another message from one of our pastors as we see people transform from who they are to who God wants them to be. I pray you have a blessed day.